It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Podcast presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook, Minshew Mania. What up, Valley and Short Parks? How you doing, Val? So, if you've been listening to this pod for a while, you know that me and James are big fans of Hamilton, right? Oh, buddy! The soundtrack, oh, the play. Give it to me. And as I was watching that game yesterday, I couldn't help but think of a line from one of the songs early on when he goes. I imagine death so much, it feels just like a memory. And that's literally what yesterday felt like in the way that I didn't even need to like see the game to know it was going to happen. Before they even kicked it off, I was like, I've already lived through this game. I know what's going to happen. I know what the fallout's going to be. I know what the game's going to feel like. I know what the post game's going to feel like. Like yesterday was just exactly what we all thought was going to happen. And now here we are. Well, yes and no. So, I, look, I thought Minshew played well. Obviously, the first half, my man goes 14 for 15 with 188 and two touchdowns in the first half. Comes out like gangbusters. What a what a start for Minshew. Cooled down, ultimately, a, a nice game for Minshew, 20 for 25, 242, two touchdowns. Moved the ball down the field. The offense looked good with him. We'll get into it all. It's still just the Jets. Like, the Jets are horrendous, very clearly horrendous when you watch them. But, look, I thought Minshew played well. I uh, So we'll dive into it all and all that. Like, I don't think it went the way of, like, I don't think we're calling for Minshew this week, or at least the vast majority of people are calling for Minshew. I'm sure there will be people calling for Minshew. 
but let's just dive right into the whole of it all because look a nice win they get some help now Washington wins a close one that was annoying but they still play Washington twice Minnesota losing his big San Francisco losing his big heading into the bye the Eagles are squarely squarely in it a lot of injuries a lot to get into but let's just start at the top man so we knew we knew Minshew was going to play well there was no doubt that Minshew was going to look good early on it looked like he was going to end up looking amazing Cools down a bit, but but Minshew himself in the offense, how the offense looked, and then we'll get to the ramifications. Yeah, so I, I don't know if I would agree that he cooled down a little bit. I think they just ran the ball way more than I thought they would late, which is maybe what you're saying. Like I don't think I don't think he played worse. No, as I don't the think he played on. poorly, yeah. but I mean he played exceptionally well in the first half. And it, whether yeah. it's because they didn't ask him to do as much or whatever in the second half, he still was not as I mean he was fourteen of fifty in the first half. He was he was lights out. Yeah. Yeah. And he completed his first eleven passes. Um I also thought that yesterday was like a strong indication that Sirianni really does just he's become like a running head coach, like with how well Minshew was playing and how well the passing game was clicking for him to go to the run game. I thought was noteworthy. But as far as Minshew, I I mean, obviously he was great, right? Like we can talk about the Hertz comparison and all that in a second. But just strictly talking about Minshew in a vacuum yesterday, like he was awesome. He did. He did exactly what he what the Eagles wanted him to do. Uh, he threw with anticipation. He threw accurate passes. Uh, the he stayed in the pocket. I thought that the uh, the throw to Goddard for the touchdown, obviously the first one. The fact that you know he he still attempted that throw despite pressure in his face, I thought was was noteworthy. Um, I thought it was an impressive throw by him. He did underthrow a few, like the second touchdown to Goddard. Uh, I think if Minshew's the starting quarterback, we probably view that as a throw that got the job done, but was, was an underthrow. Uh, and then Quez Watkins, he on, I think it was third down when he hit him for 28 yards wide open along the left sideline, that ball was maybe a little underthrown too. So I, I didn't think like his arm strength w- was really out there, but I think like he did a great job getting the ball out quickly. Uh, he, he throws a nice ball. Like he definitely does. He throws a nice, accurate ball, not, not a great athlete, right? He, he did not, uh, help much as a runner, but they still ran the ball effectively. And I thought that was one of the questions uh, going into this game was without Hurts under center, would they still be able to run the ball effectively? And again, you'll you'll hear this a lot this week. It was the Jets, right? So you, you take everything with a little bit of grain of salt, but they still ran the ball really well. And I thought Miles Sanders played great. So I think as an offense, I mean, they probably look the best they have since week one against Atlanta, maybe, in terms of just well, like the game I mean, where the Lions, both, the Lions both sides game. Lions game, they they just moved the ball down the field at will. I mean, put up 38 points in that one. I know some defensive, but I would say the Lions game, they were pretty dominant offensively as well. But, I yeah, I agree. And the offenses look good. I'm not saying that they haven't looked good since week one, but I think in terms of the pass and the run, this was like the best combination we've seen since week one. And I went back and looked at at week one. Like, Hurts – you know, Hertz was awesome in that game. Like Hertz was better in that game than Minshew was in this game. So Hertz has shown that he can throw the ball at a high level. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I just thought like in terms of complimentary football, they they threw the ball more in the first half than they ran it. I'm pretty sure. At least they did. You know, midway close to the end of the second quarter. So I just thought it it looked like the best overall offensive performance they've had in a while. Yeah, look, again, I, I, it's the Jets. I, I don't think you can underscore that. And and to the point I just made, I think the two best performances we've seen are the Jets and Lions for a reason. I mean, they're both bad. They're they're really bad. I mean, the Jets' defense offered very, very little resistance 
you know, touchdowns on the first three drives, scores on the first four in the entire, you know, every drive in the first half they score on. And look, again, I'm not taking anything away from Minshew. I agree. I thought I thought Minshew played really well. He clearly, he's a better thrower, just pure thrower than Jalen Hurts. I think we knew that coming in. I thought that was, you know, evident watching him play. He is obviously not as athletic or dynamic an athlete as Jalen Hurts, so you give and you take there. But I thought Minju stepped in and played really well. I, again, it's I I do think you know it's you know it's like a joke. Oh, we got to say, but it was the Jets. But it was the Jets. Like that is an important thing well, to say. They are horrible. Like they are they are a horrible horrible team and a horrible defense. So I do think that matters. I don't think you could just see ah you know we we're, we're joking around saying it's the Jets, but they, he was great. It was just the Jets, and I, I do think that matters. They beat well, the Lions thirty eight to six. I mean they they've handled bad teams. Let me let me push back on that just a little bit. And it's not a defense of the Jets because the Jets are really bad, right? But after the Lions game, it was a lot of like, well, it's just it was just the Lions, right? And I think what we saw in that Lions game was they ran, obviously, they ran the ball extremely well in that game, right? And it was, well, let's see if they can do it against, you know, another team. And then and then they did. And then, you know, well, can they can they do it against the uh Broncos? And they did. Can they do it against the Saints? They did. So although yes, it was the line, it was the Jets yesterday, I don't think that means you can just be like, ah, oh, well, like I, I think they showed yesterday that when the quarterback is throwing the ball well, that like this offense is, is really good. Like the the running game complements the passing I, game. I, I think Sirianni. I don't calls think you can underrate it's the Jets. I I really don't. Like I don't. I don't think you could say that. I think it's one of the worst defenses in football, and they handled one of the worst defenses in football. I think they get credit for that. But I don't think you could look at it and take away from it like what an amazing offensive performance. I really don't. Well, but. No, I know, but what I'm saying is after the Lions game, it was like, well, you know, they're not going to be able to run the ball like that every week. It was against the Lions, right? And then they did. So I wouldn't under I don't think you can just well, that's a different like, point. I mean, we already know that the offense play. works, that the running the ball works. It has worked against the Broncos. It's worked against the Chargers. It's worked. I mean, right, we, but we didn't know that after the Lions game. Is my point. Right, but um, but you, now you we do. The Lions but, game right, was right, the first right, game right, right. Really I get that. Them. I get that. But right now, when we're talking about the Jets game, the Lions game has happened, and there has been evidence since then. So thus, we could talk about it in that sense. I'm not saying what we felt in the Lions game or what we talked about after. I'm saying talking about the Lions game right now. We know, you know, I mean, it is evidence. It is not when it was happening. So I do think it's fair to say again, like again, I'm not trying to take away completely from the performance or anything. I'm just saying like it does matter that it's just the Jets. Like it does. Like it's not something where it's just it, a it, uh, a throwaway agreed. line. It is an important factor of trying to judge his performance, and that's what makes it hard. But like you do have to take that into account. You do. I agree. And only the only thing I'm pushing back on a little is I don't think there's anything that happened in that Lions game that ended up being just because it was the Lions. You know, like so so that's where I think we we disagree. Now, in terms of this, we'll see moving forward, right? Like and we might not because Gardner might not play again, right? So so we'll, we might never know if he only played that well because it was the Jets. So although I agree it's noteworthy, I just I'm not as far down that road as you are it sounds like. Yeah, look, my thing with the Minshew thing is I think I think this, as I felt at the time, I think it absolutely justified the trade. I think it was a great trade. You got an asset. This guy's under contract. Like, I think you could trade him for an actual real draft pick this offseason. Teams like the Steelers, teams like Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers goes somewhere, like, they're going to be teams that are built to to still try and compete the bridge quarterback thing, all that. I mean, there's no better guy for that than, than Gardner, you know, right now, I think. Like, he is a perfect type of guy to take a shot on. And to and also, worst case, just as that backup quarterback who can win you a game when you're in a playoff chase, like the Eagles are right now, like he just did on Sunday. So, I mean, the trade for Minshew, which I loved when it happened, I think is is just even more 
Um, you know, looks like an even better trade after yesterday, not just getting a win mm-hmm. that you need with the backup quarterback, but Gardner Minshew is an asset for this team, and they got him for less than they will be able to get rid of him for if they want to. And obviously, they're you know we we see how this all plays out. And again, I do feel very confident. And look, Nick Sirianni was pretty pretty strong about it, but I, I think Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback when he comes back. I, I personally don't think there's any question with that. Do you think there's any sort of you know I, Minshew was great. He played well. Do you feel like there's any sort of real controversy? For in my mind, or like in terms of the Go team? Go both. Say your mind and then say the team. So in, in my mind, I would start Jalen Hurts against Washington. I would not bench him. I don't think I don't think Gardner is a way better quarterback than Jalen is right now. But but I also think I'm probably lying to myself if I didn't say like there was there is part of me, and there was part of me watching that game that thought okay, like Gardner's better right now, right? And so then the question is, do you start the better quarterback right now? And now Jalen can do things Gardner can't, right? Like, I I don't think it's like Gardner is way better, if he even is better. I think they're probably pretty much the same player right now. The only difference is, like, I do think Gardner is a better passer than Jalen is right now. And Jalen has shown some improvements, obviously. He was very good against Denver. Uh, he played well against the Saints. Like, And then he was bad against the Giants. But I think that yesterday also showed the Giants was a bit more of just a fluky game than a sign that this team is like ready to crater. So, well, and, and it's just I, a sign of the week-to-week of the NFL. Again, you know, we see it yeah. again yesterday. There are so many examples of teams that look great one week and then look like crap the next week. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a weird league right now with that stuff. Yeah, so... I mean, the Vikings lost trying, to the Lions yesterday. You know, I know. And it was the Seahawks beat the Niners. All these teams were like, they're cooked. They're dead. They stink. And then they go beat the teams and start streaking. It's it's, it's so weird right now. Yeah. I I do think yesterday also showed like overall, like five of the last six weeks, however you want to like phrase it, like this team has been playing good football. And I think that that's noteworthy, especially coming off such an ugly game. Um, Agree. But I would be lying to myself if I said driving home from MetLife yesterday, I was thinking, yeah, they should start Jalen. But but why? And, and I couldn't come up with a ton of reasons other than just a, that's what I think they should do. Like when I when I looked at it, I said, like, who do I think gives them a better chance to beat Washington? And I don't know if that answer is definitely Jalen. Mm. Now, again, I, I would think start it is. Jalen. I'm not. I think it is Jalen personally. Well, so it's, since I couldn't come up with a reason why, I'm curious as to what like I just like talk me into it. Like, what what are your reasons? Well, again, why you, you talk about Jaylen's how great the offense better. has been for for a month and a half. That's been Jalen. Like Minshew was in for one game, and Minshew might be a better thrower of the football, but I don't think that he offers as much dynamic options for the offense as Hertz does. And again, I really do think that they it was a really great matchup for Minshew to come in and look good, especially a Jets team that they kept talking about, which is weird. And you know, I'm certainly questioning my Robert Sala is a good coach of it all after yesterday and seems like a chill dude, huh? Really, really calm, yeah. relaxed guy on the sideline. Uh, but again, the, the, the announcer said like 10 times, well, the Jets only prepared for Jalen Hurts this week. Like, what are you doing? Like, everyone knew that there was a really good chance Mitchell was going to play. Elliot was saying on Thursday, Mitchell's playing, guys. Get ready. Like, you knew. Like, the Jets only yeah. prepared for Hurts? What is that? So I think, like, I just think it was a bad spot for the Jets and a good spot for the Eagles and and I think it is interesting in the sense that, like, I do think it would be interesting to see Minshew against a better defense in this offense to really get a feel for him and where he's at with this offense. But I also, again, I, I don't, 
I wouldn't go instead of Hurts for for a number of reasons, like you're kind of alluding to with the not benching Hurts. But I also think Hurts gives them just as good, if not better, an off, a, a chance offensively too, because he is more dynamic. They can do more things, and it as the offense that has been working so well all season, or at least the last you know six weeks or whatever. It's been five weeks, so I don't know. Like just because Minshew went out and threw the ball a little bit, the you know doesn't mean that that that's a better way to attack a, another defense than it is with Hurts and his ability to run and throw. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I don't I don't disagree with that. Like I'm not I'm not saying Gardner definitely gives him a better chance. I don't even know if that's where I would land on this debate, but I, I was thinking it. And I, you're right. Like the offense has been has been good with Jalen under center. I, and I think that they I think no matter who they start at quarterback, and it's going to be Jalen, right? But like I think they're they're probably gonna make the playoffs. I think that the the Vikings loss yesterday was big, coming out and playing that well against the Jets. Like I think they've overcome to a certain extent that loss to the Giants. Now that being said, like if Rager catches those balls, they're in a way better spot than they would be, right? Like they're seven and six. Uh, you know, the, they're they're in a playoff spot. Like I think they'd be the sixth seed if they I'm would not be. mistaken. Correct. So, yeah. So obviously the that loss still really stings, and it could be why they don't make it. But um, yeah. I mean, I I agree, but like, I think maybe where where we differ on this is just simply, I don't view it as much as it was just the Jets. Like I just thought watching it, like the passing game looked way better than it has since that first half against Denver and probably better than it has since, you know, week one or maybe week three against the the Chiefs, which, you know, we could debate, you know, there was some garbage time involved in that. But regardless, like the passing game looked better than, than it has. And so I, in my mind, I can't just overlook that because as much as it's been impressive the way they've been winning, and, and I've said it, like the way they're winning is sustainable, like a strong offensive line, controlling the clock, the defense is playing well, like the turnover battle, battles, all those things, right? Like those things still remain true. But if you can pass the ball really effectively too, like that's huge. And there is just part of me that think Gardner is, is better right now as a passer. Like he's two years older. He has more experience playing in the NFL. I think that that shows in the passing game. Like he's more of an anticipatory thrower. Like he does, uh, he does stay in the pocket longer than Jalen does. And that's something coaches are working on with Jalen. So maybe in two years when Jalen's 25, he'll be a better passer than Gardner is. But I think right now Gardner is a better passer. And when then they also run the ball really well, you know, it, it yes, Jalen's a better scrambler for sure. And he can make dynamic plays. And I think it's tougher for a defense to prepare for him. But if Gardner's a better thrower like that, that's absolutely noteworthy when deciding who you should start. Yeah. Look, I, again, I definitely think Gardner's a better thrower, uh, you know, but I do think that is mitigated by the fact that Jalen is a much better athlete and a much more dynamic weapon, uh, you know, certainly with his legs and all that. So I think it goes both ways. I understand your point though. I definitely think Gardner's a better thrower of the football right now. I don't, I think that's clear, but that's not all that goes into the quarterback position for me and the, how for much sure, better yeah. Yeah, and all that. But regardless, look, Gardner, Gardner's good, man. That's why I was happy when they traded for him. He is an NFL quarterback. You know, we always say with, like, Jalen where, where I, we don't know what his ceiling is. We're not sure if he's definitely the guy or not, but we know, like, that dude's an NFL starting quarterback. Like, he should be one of the 32 wherever he is at some point down the road if he doesn't end up being the franchise guy here. Gardner Minshew should be one of the 32. You know, he is he is an NFL starting quarterback. He is better than guys we watch on a week to week basis. Like he should play he's better than Ben Roethlisberger, that's for damn sure. Like 
Gardner, Gardner can throw. Like he's all right, man. He's and he's not, and he's out there. He's got some moxie. He's got uh, like a, a a vibe about him. He's clearly got like something that players gravitate towards: a confidence, a swag. I think all that stuff matters. You know that. So look, I'm not. I'm definitely not trying to take anything away from Gardner. I thought he was great. I think it's awesome that he's here, and I think he's a really good asset to have. But I, I would definitely go back to Jalen. Let's get to some other stuff because we'll talk obviously way more about this Gardner Hurts thing as the. We have a bye week, Elliot. One more, one so we more couldn't have a more, more perfect time to talk about this. Go ahead. So I think that what's interesting about this controversy, and I definitely think it's a it's a quarterback controversy. But oh, see, I don't. So I wouldn't put controversy on it. I would put like it's just a it's a it's a, a thing. I wouldn't call it a controversy. Okay, but w- what I would say is one major difference between this one and then like the Carson Foles one, the Hurts Foles, Hurts uh, Carson, like all that stuff is both these quarterbacks are super likable. Whereas I think that's one thing that in that when Carson was dealing with it that created it and made it so much more heated is that like there was not overwhelming support for Carson in the locker room. Like players gravitated to Foles. Last year they gravitated to Hurts, right? And I think that's one major difference with this one is when, when we were talking about the potential of benching Carson last year, you weren't worried about losing the locker room. And I'm not saying they'd lose the locker room if they pulled Hurts at some point. But that's definitely something to factor in. Like, he's a legitimate captain. Like, he was really voted captain. He wasn't just handed the captain because he's the quarterback. And Gardner is also super popular. So, or I shouldn't say super popular, but he's well-liked, obviously, right? Hurts, I think, interacts with a lot more players than than Gardner does because he's been the starting quarterback. But I I do believe that, like, that's a factor in this. It's, It's not... It's not just, well, Gardner's better right now throwing the ball, so put him in. Whereas with with Wentz, when he was really struggling, it was it was easy because the players wanted him pulled, right? But but I think that with Hurts, they're, they're not there, and that's definitely a factor. In the 100% agree. That stuff matters. It really does. And, and people, like, and especially because injury, right? I mean, like, whether or not it's right, like, there is an edict or a thought in the NFL. You don't lose your, certainly a starting quarterback, you don't lose your job because of injury. Especially in a case where it's, you know, so, you know, you could argue either way, so to speak, like we've been talking about. I just think that locker room, that, that Jalen losing his job like that wouldn't go over well. I agree with you. I think it's a really fascinating aspect to it. So All you right. would start Jalen against Washington? 100%. Assuming he's fully healthy and ready to go. Yes, I would right. start Jalen. I, I would too. Would you be open to pulling him if he struggles? Um, if he's really bad, yeah, look, I, you are okay. in a playoff chase. Like, that's the thing, and you know, this weekend with Minnesota helps him out by losing, San Francisco helps him out by losing, Washington wins, but you know what, of all the, all the teams you're fighting with, that's when you want to win, because you know what, you face them twice. You have your destiny in your hands against that specific exactly, team, yep. so, you know... I think you know those games are so important that you have to play those games to win. The Washington games, they're all of a sudden have become the two most important games. I mean, they're all important now because of you know how tight it is for these six and seven seeds. But the Washington ones, as the team that's in the playoffs right now, are, are the two most important. You know, if you had to parse it out that way. Um, so yep. you know, I, I think you, you do what you do to win the game. But um, especially if he's rusty and all that, who knows? So I, I think I would, I would, I would be open to it, but I wouldn't be looking to it. But I would definitely start Hurts. All right, let's get to it. Uh, and we'll dive, obviously, way more into all this as the week goes on and the bye week and all that. But um, some other quick hitters. Quickly, I thought, uh, you know, uh, top to bottom, considering, you know, a, a backup quarterback in there, a different game plan, 
thought a great game from Sirianni. I thought, you know, the team was ready to play after a bad week up in the same stadium against the Giants, a, a disappointing letdown week, had the guys ready to play in the same stadium, kind of a weird thing to do that. And, you know, I thought they did a really nice job with the offense for Minshew, kind of adjusting it to what they wanted to do with him in a, you know, a short time period, so to speak. I thought it made that. I was nervous when they went to commercial, and I wasn't sure he was going to challenge that fourth down spot. I thought you had, and, yeah. and I, I don't like challenging spots in general, but I thought you had to in that spot. Ultimately, did it. I have very few complaints with Nick Sirianni yesterday. Yeah, I didn't get like a great shot of that initially in in the press box, and I agree with you that challenging spots like that when it's a big pile of players like generally doesn't turn out well, but. You know, seeing the replay, and obviously they won it, so so good decision by him. Um, yeah, I thought yesterday was another game where I, I left it, and I, I think you know a lot of people should leave it feeling like good about Sirianni. I think Sirianni is a good head coach. I, I you know can he turn into a great head coach? Like we'll see, but he's a very good head coach. Like when you saw yesterday when they had a quarterback that was playing well, as we've seen games this year with Jalen, like he can really call a game. Like I think he has a good feel for it. I and I also think. One thing we learn more and more as the season goes on is he does lean conservative in his game planning and just in terms of the way like he does run the ball. And I know he didn't early on in the year and it's his cardinal sin that he will not be forgiven for for a while. But like he I think he does lean running because to your point yesterday, Minshew was was red hot to start the game. Right. He completed his first 11 or 12 passes. He was 14 to 15 or whatever it was at halftime. Like the, the fact that he then continued to to stick with the run. I thought was very noteworthy and I think a very good sign for for his ability to like feel have a feel for a game and what they needed because they were winning that game. Uh, you know, it was it was always within control. I didn't really think that there was going to chance early on when the defense was struggling. I thought, OK, maybe this is just one of those games. But after the offense picked it up and the defense shut things down, like it was clear they were going to win. And the fact that he stuck with the run. I thought was uh, was a very good sign. And then obviously from just passing the ball, the, the the plays were good. Like Goddard was open, Minshew executed it. So I thought it was very I- impressive for Sirianni. Yeah, I thought it was a really good game. Flipping it around, Gannon, a, uh, obviously a horrendous start to the game. <laughs> Made Zach Wilson look awesome for the first half. Then they tightened it up in the second half, get the job done, ultimately shut it down. Um, quick thought, I mean, not too much again. Do I think it was an ugly start, but pulled together. Thoughts on Gannon in the day? So uh, on Gannon, obviously a very rough start. Like I always think beginning of the games are very noteworthy because that's really like the work the Jets offense did throughout the week proved to be better than the work the Eagles defense did throughout the week. And part of that could be execution on players, but guys were wide open. Like in in the red zone series, there was two plays back to back. Like wide open. Wide open, right. Like nobody close to him. Yeah. So the defense really struggled early. And I, I thought like watching it live, I was like, okay, like this is not going to be a good, like the defense, I don't know if they'll recover from this. To me, it felt like they came in thinking, all right, this Jets offense is terrible. This is going to be an easy game for us. And to be honest, like that wouldn't have been really a bad, you know, an incorrect analysis. Like the Jets offense is really bad. Zach Wilson, he does throw a nice ball, like watching him live the way the ball comes off his hands. Like it is, it is impressive, but Zach Wilson still sucks. Like he's not good. So I, I could see why maybe they'd have a little bit of an inflated sense of confidence going into the game. But then to come out and play like that and to be out schemed the way they were, it was not it was not a good look for Gannon. But obviously, at the end, 18 points is 18 points. And anytime you give up, you know, under 20 in the NFL, I, I think that's a, a good day at the office. Now, 18 against the Jets is not a great showing. Like that's a game where you hope you 
keep them to like 14 or less or even in single digits. So 18 is somewhat disappointing, but obviously 18 still not not a bad day. Yeah, it wasn't great at first. There was some ugly stuff. You don't you're not excited about it, but ultimately they got the job done in the second half I'm with you, but but definitely a little concerning with them coming in and look, it's hard to maybe get up for the Jets, but the offense did. So um, all right, couple uh, quick hitters I want to get into. I got a Sirianni, another Sirianni. So yeah, yeah, what do you got? Quickly, too. So, obviously, when Sirianni was hired, he was viewed as probably the worst hire in the coaching cycle. Um, and there was maybe some truth to that, right, coming off the fact that no other team interviewed him, all that stuff. But this year now, he beat Salah, he beat Arthur Smith, he beat Dan Campbell. Um, he lost to Brandon Staley, Staley yeah. but it was on a last lap. What? Yeah, Staley, I was saying he lost to. Yeah, yeah, he, lo- he lost to Staley, but that was on a la- last-second field goal in a game where I didn't think he was the reason they lost. Like, we could debate whether it was the defense or Hurts, and we've certainly had that debate, but I don't think anybody thought it was because of Sirianni. So I think he's shown, you know, to be— like, if I had to re- re-rank all these hirings, like, I don't know if there's a coach I would take over Sirianni that was hired this year. Like, Staley would really be the only one, but— I mean, I, I Staley's 7-5 and five in a tougher division. I think you'd have to put—and he beat him head-to-head here, so I think you'd have to put Staley ahead of him. But, I mean, obviously it's a personal preference thing, but numbers-wise, if you're, like, ranking them, I think Staley would be one and Sirianni would be two. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But I just think for him to be even— at worst, number two yeah. is obviously a good sign. And it's, it's a lot like Doug. Like, remember, Doug was viewed as a joke of a hire. 100%. And then he ended up winning the Super Bowl. So, but um, yeah, I, I think the Sirianni hire, again, if the season is not about, if the priority for the season is not making the playoffs and the priority is just like developing and seeing what you have, like Sirianni definitely week to week, I, I think his stock continues to rise. Yeah. Look, he's getting better. That's all you can ask. I, can we say that? I can't say for sure he's a, a good to great NFL coach. I can't say he's going to turn into a great NFL coach, but all you can say is through, you know, 13 games, we've seen progress and that's, that's what you want to see. That's what you hope for. And, and you, you needs to progress, you know, to the point where he is elite and great. If we want him to be the guy for a long period of time, but so far so good in terms of progression, you know, I still have question marks. I'm still not sure he's the guy. I'm still not sure he's great, but you, all you can ask for is progress. And we've definitely, definitely seen that. Um, some specific players I want to get into um, quickly from an injury standpoint. We talked about Miles looked great, had that injury. Um, you know, was really, really running the ball well. I thought, you know, hitting the hole, not a lot of dancing. Kind of what you know the Miles critics have been asking for. I thought Miles looked just awesome in this game. And look, Kenny G looked good too when given the opportunity. Had some really nice plays too, filling in there. I think Boston Scott seemingly a little sicker than we thought going in. Uh, didn't really have a role in the game. Um, but but the running game itself, and then we'll get in the injuries because I think the Kelsey injury, the most concerning. But this team just clearly banged up heading into the bye. Yeah, so I thought Miles it was the best that Miles has looked all season. Yesterday, um, you know, I I said that the run game was effective when we were talking about the quarterback thing, and it's true, it, it was effective. But I thought that yesterday the the yards they got in the running game were way tougher for Miles than they looked for uh, Jordan Howard or Boston Scott earlier in the year. Like I thought the holes were there, but I also think miles created a lot of those yards. Like he made guys miss. He, he got yards after contact. Now I'd be interested when I rewatch a game to see if that's because he was missing wide open holes and making things tougher on himself or whether they just weren't as big and he was, he was making them uh, miss, but watching it live, I, I didn't think he was, you know, missing wide open holes or anything. So I thought he looked great, uh, you know, 120 yards. It's interesting to see what he can do when he gets a ton of carries. I know that he had a lot on one one chunk play, but it's a lot like kind of like LaShawn McCoy. I, I never thought it was fair that people would say, you know, McCoy had 120 yards, but 
you know, 60 of them came on one carry. Well, that's what happens when you give someone the ball a lot and they're able to break one. So I thought it was very encouraging. The the ankle thing at the end, you know, I can't really knock him as like an injury prone guy when it's the same thing. Like, I don't think he's fully healed. Like, I think he's playing through an injury. And when it's an ankle, like, obviously you're using that a lot. Clearly, he's a running back. Right. So I, I think uh, I, I, you know, I think he plays against Washington and it's not great. He got banged up at the end, but I think with the bye week coming up, you just have to hope that two weeks of rest on that thing really helps. 100% agree. Uh, thoughts on Kelsey's injury? Because that, you know, that looked bad, concerning. I think it's a similar type of thing where Kelsey's just hurt and playing through pain. Um, what do you think of the Kelsey injury, and, and are you concerned? Well, I saw him after the game, and he had a walking boot on. So Never that's great. not great. Never great. Yeah, in my experience covering uh, – the team, I can't remember a time I saw a player in a walking boot and then they played the next week. Now, they don't actually play next week because they're on their bye week, but I think that's a concern. Like, I think there's a chance he doesn't play against Washington. Now, it is Kelsey. We talked this week, you know, big talking point this week was how kind of tough he is, and it's true. He's a very tough player, so so who knows? I, I think there's a chance he plays, but the walking boot was concerning, and if he can't play, like, that's a, it's a major downgrade. Like, Herbig, I think Herbig is a good, is a, is a, like, NFL caliber offensive lineman, but as a center, I don't know if he's that. And he certainly is not anywhere near Kelsey in terms of his just ability physically, but also what Kelsey brings to the offense as a leader and, you know, pre-snap and all that stuff. Yeah, and all that stuff. Yep. So if Herbig has to start, and I think that's what they would do. I think they would start Herbig at center. And uh, I guess you would put Suo Peta at right guard, but I don't think they'll move Landon is is where I'm going. I think you would keep Landon at left guard. So I mean, who knows? Brandon Brooks maybe practice over the bye week. Who knows, too, potentially? Oh, yeah, true. I guess you could put Brooks in at right guard. Yeah, potentially just throwing some. And I guess that would be the right move. If if he's he's good to go, I think it would be over Suo Peta. But, you know, if it's it's Herbig, that's a different discussion, maybe, you know? If Kelsey can play. So I agree with you that I would would start. Brooks, I guess, over Sua. But the thing I'd say is like Sua's been practicing for the last two yeah, months. Like no, Sua's get it. been involved and yeah. Brooks has not been. So that that would be my concern. No, and it's a tough spot. And obviously you just yeah, this this team Kelsey is so 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 important, we know. So yeah, we'll keep our eyes on that. And they're just look banged up. You kind of saw it. It felt like towards the end of that game, just guys kind of leaving the field with this or that or keep you know staying down and whatever and it makes sense look we are we're it's 13 weeks into the season they haven't had a bye yet you know it is a law yeah. it is the last this upcoming week is the eagles are among the last teams to get their bye this is it buys are over after this week so it's as long as you can possibly go this season without getting a bye so it really does feel like this team desperately desperately needs a bye um a couple other guys dallas goddard uh phenomenal game obviously most of it came early um, but still, after the the Giants game, nice to see him get involved, and and obviously Minshew making it a point of getting the ball to Goddard. Less so for for Devonte though, um, kind of a quiet game. What do you make of those two? You know, kind of one blowing up the other, kind of quiet again. So God, Goddard's elite. Like coming into the year, I, I was on the side of like, let's see him do it, let's see him do it, and he has not done it for years like Ertz has, but he hasn't had the chance to do it. So, but I think this year, like he's shown he can be your number one elite tight end. Like I, I believe he is. If not top five in the league, like he's certainly in that discussion. I I think he's that good. And he showed it yesterday. Like he he's just he's very good in the passing game. He's very good after the catch. He's good as a blocker. So Goddard, like legit. Is he a top five player on the roster? Like I think he's to both points. I think he's probably a top five tight end and he's probably top five on the roster. Certainly up there in both. He's he's legit, man. I'm with you. I was the exact same way. I wasn't sold and he has sold me. And I I do think coming into the game, they were gonna try to get it to him. So I, I would 
I would just be curious to see what that game looks like if Hurts plays, like how different it looks. I, I don't know. Like I, that's an interesting question. I'm sure it will be discussed a lot this week. But um, the Devontae thing, you know, I don't know if you – did you see the snap count yet? I don't know if you saw yeah, this on Yeah, Rager more snaps. Really strange. Yeah. Rager had more snaps. Now, I think that's because they were running the ball so much late, and there was a few plays where Rager was the only receiver on the field. And, you know, it's just weird, like especially coming off the Giants game where there was talk about, like, should they sit Rager? Should, you know, he led – he was second on the team in receiver snaps. I think only Quez had more. So clearly they decided not to punish him. Uh, or, you know, to try to take him, have a, take a step back after those drops. But, yeah, Devontae, uh, you know, I, he, I guess he should have been more involved, but on a day where they scored 33 points, yeah, the passing game looks good. Yeah, it's not a complaint, more just a why, you know? Yeah, I, I just think they wanted to get Goddard the ball. They wanted to run the ball. And it's just where, like, it was like last week when everyone, like, people were like, why did Rager get seven targets? Like, I think sometimes the ball just goes where it goes. Yeah. Now. Now with with Rager it's different because like you've got to when you only Rager have, should you know, be on the field points. is the issue not you know it's the, then the targets well are the and next also they only had seven points last week yeah. right so the offense wasn't working but I, I think yesterday was it's not a red flag for me for Devonte or like his ability to get involved or anything like that Justin Jefferson eleven for one eighty two touchdown no bigs. There. Yeah, in a uh, loss. But yeah. yeah. Oh, well, not his fault. He scored the game leading touchdown. Yeah, he was he very could, good. He couldn't yes. stop the Lions. Um, all right. Uh, last guy for me, and then we'll see if there's anything else. And again, we'll get into obviously so much of this with the bye week coming up. A lot of, I'm sure, Minshew and Hurts talk and all kinds of stuff to go. Um, but again, shout out. I know I've shouted him out many times, but Jake Elliott is a flat out stud, like Pro Bowl, All Pro kicker type season so far this year. I mean, he is just. Mm-hmm. He's automatic. He is locked down. He is it's phenomenal. He he deserves credit. He is he is really after a horrible, horrible year where people were calling for his head. He put his head down. He worked hard. He got himself back to where he needs to be mechanics-wise. And he is lights out. He's a weapon. Yeah, like Jake Elliott's a weapon for this team. And it's a perfect example of how, like, now he's getting credit. Like, you're bringing him up. He got special team player of the month. So I'm not saying that he's, you know, an under-discussed topic. But it is kind of funny how... Last year when he was struggling, it was, you know, like, how could Howie give him this deal? Like, uh, it was so bad, right? And now that he's good, like, it's almost a bit of an afterthought for me, at least, just because it's like, well, I think he's going to make it. And so I don't even pay, almost pay attention. Like, I know they're kicking the field goal and I watch it, but I never think he's going to miss. And and that's a absolute credit to him. Um, and, you know, yeah, he had four field goals yesterday. Like, that's great for him, for the offense, you know? You, you would like to see those those drives ended touchdowns and not field goals but he's huge like and he's a clutch kicker right we've seen him make clutch kicks yeah, so the biggest the clutchest kicks in the history of the franchise that dude man yeah so for a team that uh is good is in the playoff chase and is going to be playing big games and they could be close like having jake Elliott, you're right it's a it's a huge thing for uh for the team all right uh any any other players or things you want to hit on obviously we'll get into way more of this as the week goes on and you know, two weeks of pods without games, so we will have a ton to talk about. Um, but any other thoughts on the game itself? Well, I just would ask you, like, where are you at with the playoff thing? Like, do you think they're going to make it? I know you want them to as, you know, as a fan, right? I mean, like, you I want think, them to make it, but I, are you- Yeah, after yesterday, like, I'm, I'm like, about as 50-50 on as it could be. Like, I really, I legitimately think they're in it. Like, I absolutely think they are. It just is so, like, I can't say I think they're going to make it based on the fact that this league has been so up and down 
this season, and all these teams are so bunched together. And like, let's put it this way: if I had to bet right now, I think they're going to end up in a spot where a tiebreaker decides their fate, and I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? So I think they're going to be in it to the point where they will have a record that is a playoff record, and they might win the tiebreaker, they might not for that seven seed. That that's my honest thought of where they are, and I don't know how the tiebreaker shake up. So that means, like, yes, I think they could absolutely be a playoff team, and yes, I think they could could just miss. But I definitely think they are absolutely in it and will be in it till the end. Is that fair? So we're at, we're yeah no that's that's fair and I think that's that's what's going to happen right. But like we're in the final minutes. It's a certified real one only moment on Ooh. here, right? Like Ooh. the real ones are listening. Like just pick yes or no, just for fun. Like if you had to pick. <laughs> oh, man. Like your analysis is correct. I'm not I'm not saying I'm try, not the trying. The Eagles to like are going to, to the playoffs, Elliot. There we go. All right, that's all I'm saying. Just make a pick. Boom. Like, all right. All right. In. Why not? Um, and then the. Last thing I have is hands up. Like, I didn't like the Minshew trade. I still think it has a potential for some drama. We'll see how it plays out. But clearly, like, it was a great trade by Howie. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Joe Flacco wins that game yesterday. I mean, he probably does because it's the Jets, to your point. But I don't think he plays as well as Minshew. Minshew is an asset moving forward. And, you know, Howie's offseason looks even better after yesterday. So I was wrong about that, and it was a, a great trade. I hate being the one to defend Howie on a point, but... Well, trade. you do it so often. You you know you, you talk about all these moves you like you never give Howie credit for them. But yeah. Did I mention Justin Jefferson eleven catches, one eighty two and a touchdown? I know. Okay, I mean, you got you got to get over that. It's it sucks. It sucks for sure. But. Never. I will never. Any final? Thoughts, I know you eh? won't. I literally never will. But we'll figure it out. Any any final thoughts? Um. Well, normally on the post game pod, I don't do like a final. Oh, I actually do have a quick final thought. Yes. There, all right. So. We'll keep it quick. So we're neighbors now, as we've discussed. So you and me are in a similar parking situation in the city where, like, we have to find a spot when we come back. So I'm coming back from MetLife yesterday. And what are your thoughts on people that put cones in parking spots? I hate it. As with, like, every fiber of my soul and of my being, I hate it. I think it is entitled. I think it is wrong. I hate it. I'm with you on it 100%, but there's part of me that wishes – I was the yeah, person look, that was uh, so to I am a neighbor who sometimes when I'm running out real quick, like just throw the cone in and I don't even know and I'll come back and it's there and like it's amazing, obviously, but I also feel like an a-hole because I just am so patently against right. it as a, a, a you know theoretical metaphorical thing. I just hate it. Um, but yeah, I, it's such like a bully move because yeah. I'm looking at the cone. I know it's not fair. I know they shouldn't be allowed to do it, but I'm and, definitely not getting out of my car and moving the no, cone. So no, it's like, never, it's incredibly effective. It too. is, it like, is, it is. And it, I think when it's, it snows, it's a that's move. a little different. Yeah. Well, that's a whole but, different thing. Yeah. But no, it's a great question. I, I think it's wrong, but I also, you're right. I do nothing about it. And I wish I had my own cone. Don't you wish you could do it a little? Of like course. doesn't part of you wish you were that guy? Yeah, Part of me does. I wouldn't be, but part of me does, Elliot. Well yeah. said. It's a good way to put it. I know. I know. It was what I was thinking as I was driving around looking for parking for 10 minutes. I almost called you. I was thinking it so That's much. So then I was funny. like, no, I'll save it for the pod. I love it. I'm happy you did. Um, all right. My final thought. This is real. Playoffs. Let's go, baby. And um, uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up this week. So we'll be back uh, later in the week with the pods, the Parks Picks pod, Saturday show. All that good stuff. And um, some, some minchu mania, you know? Here. How, how about it? How about it? All right. Uh, we'll be back soon. We love you guys. He's out your work day today. What'd you say? What'd you say? No, I'm just saying, I know you don't think it's a controversy. What? Well, I'm going to find out today if it's a controversy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I'm just saying I'm excited to hear your, what you think <laughs> yeah. after you go to 10 to 2, <laughs> yeah. talking to callers it's, all day. It's a great point. We'll find out. Yeah. He's Adam James. We'll talk to you guys soon.